Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. This beautiful episode has been brought to you by some great sponsors of mine. First of all, Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue. They have some great graphic novels, comics uh, going on right now, some of the hottest titles going on. Um, so if you're a, uh, a geek, uh, no, hey, quick note, Jupiter's Legacy, that is on Netflix right now. They've got the graphic novels out uh, for those right now. I've been reading them. They're great. Um, but they also have a great assortment of merchandise, uh, toys, as well as the back issue, uh, vintage comics. So um, there's all kinds of hidden gems in there. If you mention the Creative Brew, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Panels Coffee, or you can go to PanelsCoffee.com. My next sponsor is Elevate Coffee Trading. And if you appreciate especially coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping to elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee tra uh, Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the U.S., and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing uh, countries such as Guatemala and in areas of need in the United States. You can use the promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order, and you can follow their journey on social media, at Elevate Coffee Trading, and you can visit online at elevatecoffeetrading.com, and let's ex start extracting hope together. My next partner is Astropad, and if you're a graphic designer, a digital artist like me, then Astropad actually converts your iPad Pro uh, into another professional graphics tablet. So you can use all your favorite programs. Uh, for me, I love Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator. You can use it right on your iPad Pro, and this uh, actually helps me, especially when I'm designing a lot of uh, poster designs, um, logos. It helps me to uh, tweak and fine-tune a lot of my uh, design work. So I usually get a lot of compliments. People ask me, hey, why is your work so clean? Uh, well, AstroPad helps me out. So you can check them out at uh, AstroPad Alp um, on social media, or you can go to AstroPadAlp.com um, and check it out today. And my last partner is Cobopod, which is where we're at here. It's a in Oceanside. It is a boutique video and audio production studio. And if you're a, a podcaster, vlogger, content creator, um, honestly, you really should swing by, check it out. Uh, I get compliments every time I bring on it. Uh, anytime I bring on a guest, so they're they're amazed by the setup, by the quality of it. 4K video, uh, beautiful audio. For me, it just helps me out because all I have to do is put in the finished file and then I can uh, create my podcast so it helps me out tremendously um, it's very easy especially if you're starting out yes it's always easy just to you know start a podcast from your phone but if you want to go high-end and you want to you really want to um, uh, push your brand and uh, create the best podcast possible then you're gonna have to have the best team possible in order to make that work so come on by check out Cobalt or you can book your session today at cobaltpod.org Today we have a, um, a, a actually a an acquaintance um, about to be one of my best buddies here, but uh, Michael Clemente, uh, he's he's actually the friend of a past guest. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, Sodior with the Swingin' Johnsons, uh, great guy, great music. Um, you know what? I'm gonna throw a quick shout out to him. So Swingin' Johnsons, check them out. Um, if you haven't. Especially if you're in the area, if you hadn't checked them out, you need to find a spot. Check them out. They're great. But um, 
today we have uh, Mike, Michael Clemente, and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, about what he's doing, uh, obviously about about music, about hood politics, and uh, yeah, and we'll go from there. So we'll we'll um, we'll let him share his story, and uh, we'll we'll see where the conversation goes. Well, first of all, <laughs> thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I reached out to you because of Sodi. Yeah. I said, hey, is it okay if I come on here because I've been confined to my house for over a year? Can I express some things going on? He's like, please, go ahead. And it's been, it's been great ever since. But uh, like you said, Hood Politics Records, I, this record label, me and two of my best friends run, and I'm also a music producer myself. And I'm, I'm from this area. I'm born and raised in Carlsbad, California. I'm currently living in Encinitas. Okay. So my story is born and raised here, and I am trying to become or am becoming a music producer yeah and i go by the name more than friends and coincidentally that's my fifth name change <laughs> since i started i'm approaching <laughs> 10 years and i produce what's called house music yeah. if you were to confine it to an even smaller subcategory be tech house it's a little more you know, people think of house music kind of just that four on the floor beat a little slow a little melodic this is kind of a little more in your face a little more festivals things you see in like the edm realm of of, of house music mm-hmm. and Myself and two of my best friends run Hood Politics Records. So we not we do not only music, produce music ourselves, but we have an outlet for people to who are just like us to send us songs which you can sign, and then now you're part of this family. So I myself go by more than friends, and then my two best friends, one Joy McNulty goes by Nutty, mm-hmm. and then Stephen Glade, he wrote his uh, name DJ Susan, okay, which is a whole other story in itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So. Um with tell me a little bit i guess a, a little bit about how you even like got into music production i mean i know everybody mm-hmm. has their stories but what i mean i didn't know if there was you know you get some some people that i mean obviously with music there's all kinds of things you can do but what you know what what sort of pulled you to to that specific genre with mm-hmm. with, with the uh, with the house style mm-hmm. or or even just starting your own um, you know music production uh, music label uh, what what were the things that sort of caused you to sort of go that direction because everybody I'm always at the at the premise that everybody usually has a uh, like a, a crux point usually they have that one little decision to where in their lives were like I okay this is the this is the direction I'm going mm-hmm. uh, everybody's had it in their lives uh, in some way or fashion but I didn't know for you like what was the decision for you to, to start hood politics so even before that, so to why I got into music, there's been music in my house my whole life. My dad's played guitar since he was 13. Yeah. My brother learned to play guitar as well. So just hearing all this music and the music just brings an energy that it's cool. I th- always thought it was so cool that they can make music. So at when, when my hands were big enough, when I started thinking, hey, I want to start doing something, I asked my dad, can you teach me guitar? He said, I can, but it'd be really cool if you learn to play a different instrument, because I play guitar, your brother plays guitar, and everyone plays guitar. It's a dime a dozen. You're gonna see a lot of people wanna play guitar. Rightfully so. If you're a kid learning about music, classic, your dad shows you classic rock, all, guitar is huge. You're playing you know, the riffs, the solos, you're the front man who's not singing, <laughs> basically. Yeah. You should learn to play bass, was what my dad said. So you can jam with us, so we can all play together. Mm-hmm. So I learned to play bass. That was the first thing I learned was, was bass guitar when I was 13. Oh, wow. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It was like just diving into something so new. And, you know, being 13 years old, you play with your friends. I played basketball. I played baseball. And that's it. But yeah. now I have this thing that I can do just internally, just focus on music and learn this. 
my, they, my friends don't play instruments, so this would be something cool that I like to do. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then my whole life, I always have like a beat in my head, always kind of like hitting hitting the desk, always just thinking of different patterns and different ways things could sound cool. Yeah. So from 16 to 17, I'm just like, this is, I need, I need to get these ideas somehow into uh, a canvas, which mm-hmm. it would be recording music. Yeah. How do I, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I have no idea what steps to take. I have no idea how to get into a recording studio. I don't have any money. I'm 16 years old. I don't have a job. I have nothing. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so f- fast forward to 18 years old, me and my friend, Joy McNulty, who was one of the founders of hood politics, mm-hmm we downloaded this app on our phone called beat pads 24 and it was just it's exactly that it's just beat pads that you put songs on they have different pre-made sound packs and we just started jamming we did we got so into this we did it all the time he would come over and we'd plug into my amp and we would just do that yeah and make songs out of just this <laughs> and this is just an app on our phone a free app yeah so from there, I'm like, I need to somehow go into the next step, which is getting a music production software, which is what professionals use, which yeah. is what you see live bands do, EDM producers, any, anybody, they use some sort of software on the computer. Yeah. So my friend who I was at junior college with, I would go to him and say, can you listen to the song I made on my phone, this app? You're my friend. I want to show this to you. He said, you need to get a music software. I'm going to give you mine. I'm just going to copy it on your computer. It's called Fruity Loops. It's called FL Studio. I still use this today. I use the same one. (laughs) He gave it to me, and then my world changed. Everything that I can now think of in terms of pattern recognition, getting instruments, sampling, I can do. I I have the ability to do that. And then I didn't want to go out to parties with my friends. I didn't want to waste any time. I just wanted to go to school and come home and work on this. Watch YouTube videos about things I can learn. And then do that. Yeah. Watch it really fast, skip through it, and then go back to this. That's <laughs> all I wanted to do. And that, it's it's indescribable too because it was like drugs. It was like a drug I've never had before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what heroin must feel like. You just run to this drug every time because I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And even when I'm at work, I'm asking people, can you listen to a song I made on this new software that I have? And it just sounds horrible. But it's that, there's that idea that I can take what's in my head and actually put it to something and make a song that mm-hmm. that's why I got into music is because there was always something in my head that I wanted to put to a, an outlet. Yeah. And now I could finally do it. And it was so much easier than I thought. I thought you had to get thousands of dollars and go to a record suit and say, can I just use this stuff? And they're like, Oh yeah, go do it. But you don't have any idea what you're doing. Yeah. But now it's just so much easier to do with your house. So that it was just, um, just so eye-opening and my life's never been the same ever since I, I got that software. Yeah. It's wow. So, it's so crazy. So it, as far as even with, uh, you know, doing the, the DJing and doing the, you know, doing the, the, the house music, um, do you feel like, I mean, obviously with technology, I mean, it, people got access to all mm-hmm. kinds of different things. Do you feel now, I mean, I, personally for you, and you can ask this, probably answer this question a little bit better, but do you f- feel that even now it's still, uh, does it still have like a, a, an artistic quality, a creative quality compared to um, more manufacturing of, you know, just, hey, I've got these preset things, let's see what we can do. Mm. Um, I didn't know if that, for a question for you, mm. I mean, I, I didn't know if you could answer that better. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, you get the, 
it's a it's a mix of of both um you know i i know it was one actually one artist um one of my favorite artists uh flying lotus but uh he was uh someone had had gotten on him recently because he was you know doing these big concerts and he was um doing a lot of um using a lot of instruments from uh i guess from from the machine it mm-hmm. wasn't like yeah. anyone anything like uh just a regular guitar and mm-hmm. And I guess it forced him, like someone had got on him about that, and it forced him to go back to just the the guitar, the yeah. drums, and relearn the piano and relearn mm-hmm. all that stuff um, to where he was able to, you know, for him to make better music. But I didn't know for you, like, is that, do you feel like that's just like a means to an end as mm-hmm. far as create uh, creatively? Um, or do you, you know, you feel like, you know, heck, you know, not to say like anyone couldn't make it, mm-hmm. but, you know, do you feel like, it's, it has to have a creative aspect to it to make it make it sound good. I think it's very creative. Okay. I think when it comes to creativity and what people like about it is yeah. the final product. Yeah. It's, high, it's what do they mm-hmm. see at the end? They see the painting. They see the food. Yeah. They hear the song. It's not not many people are concerned with how you got there. Yeah. Per se, but the fact that it's made is very creative. Yeah. And Flying Lotus also a, a, a thousands of producers if you just have a simple drum beat and you take samples of things and just put them in there in a cool pattern i love that yeah. i think that's super cool yeah and that's great in itself the fact that you can take something that's already made as a song and chop it down to a little bit and make it a fraction of your song yeah. and a piece i think that's awesome one of the things i wanted to do was just remix people i just wanted to find things to remix all I want to do is make my song and take vocals from a famous song that I like, mm-hmm. from some hip hop song that I love, a Dr. Dre song that I love, yeah. and change it up and do it my way. That's yeah. all I wanted to do when I first started, and I still have that feeling a lot. I just, <laughs> I just want to find some some vocals, just some clean vocals out of here from Nate Dogg, Snoop Dogg, uh, um, who, 50 Cent or something like that. Yeah. Just find it, pull it, and then just see what I can do with it. Yeah, I, I, it's and when people say that. Oh, Flying Lotus needs to go back to playing bass guitar and playing drums. You have to do what makes you happy. If that made him happy at that time to do that, yeah. And thousands of people in the audience loved it, which they, I guarantee they did because he's an amazing showman. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's your opinion. It's someone else's opinion saying he should be doing this. Well, he doesn't think he should be doing that. Yeah, he he <laughs> wanted to do the other thing. So it, when it comes to creativity, it's very subjective. So someone's gonna say, I. So when I make music. It's the drums are all pre-made sounds. It's mm-hmm. I have nine thousand kicks. Yeah, <laughs> kick drums. I have nine thousand claps. Clap, clap, clap. I have a bunch of hi hats. I have a countless things of those that are all pre-recorded. Yeah, that I take and make a song with. Yeah. Someone can say you shouldn't even be sampling. You should have a drum set and make that noise. <laughs> you should have a snare. I'm like I can't. I don't. I don't have the money. I don't have the studio space. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. It's impossible. So yeah. I'm taking what I have and making a completely different song out of it. Yeah. So when people say that, I, I that's it's just their opinion about it, I think. And it comes down to when you're at the show, when you're listening to it, does it make you go like, whoa, this is really cool. Yeah. This is really, really cool. <laughs> I need to keep re-listening to this. I need to go see this guy live. I need to become a fan. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. For, for you... Uh, I think I think you just you brought up a great point. Um, I, I know for me, usually if I'm in the process of, of creating creating something, I, I can be a, a very harsh critic of my own work. Um, 
and there's sometimes where I maybe I'm in the middle of a design or a creation and I, and I feel like I okay I, I like where this is going for for you when you're uh, creating creating your music um, what do you feel like where do you, are you at a certain point sometimes where you feel like I you know what's that point to, to be like yes I, I like where this is going like when you start pulling in the drums and pulling in the different the different um, the different beats and you start layering and, and and sort of mixing it around where do you feel like when do you feel like hey I, I think I got something going here never <laughs> I'm jealous of you you have yeah. that you actually feel like you're going somewhere yeah. never no. I, it's even the songs I put out I'm like I could have done something different there yeah I could have done X Y and Z yeah but eh, that's a negative way of thinking about it but even when it comes to really getting in the groove, really mm-hmm. getting like, oh, seven hours has passed. I haven't even noticed it because you're just feeling everything yeah. is is when you I'll break it down even just like music wise. The drums and the bass line are the is probably 80 percent of the song. Mm-hmm. Once you have those layered out, it's what you put on top of it in terms of synthesizers effects yeah vo- the vocal choice you use the environment you create yeah that's what a song is is that most house music sounds the same and the drum beat mm-hmm. it'll all sound sped up yeah it sounds like that that drum beat so that is will be running for four hours in someone's set that type of beat you won't hear any different one mm-hmm. it's what you put above all of that that'll differentiate you from anyone else so do i want to make it more tribal a little more bongos maybe some jungle animal noise and more like some vocal chants Mm -hmm. versus do I want to put some really loud synthesizers and make you feel like you're more in a party festival environment. That's what will differentiate you from anyone else. Yeah. That's what really, because anyone can make a house music beat. Anyone can create that beat. It's very easy to do, Yeah, but it's what you had the different sounds you make for your bass lines, your synths, and then the vibe you want to bring to people. What, how do you want to make people feel? Do they want you to want to chill them out? Or do you want to make them scared? Do you want to do you want to make them like just intense and feel like we're we're in a creepy place? Yeah. And then everything in between. So when it comes to finding out that I'm, it's connecting is finding that first of all is finding where I want to take them. Mm-hmm. After the drums, after that, I can, most people can do that in you know an hour or so after yeah. you go through all your drums and go through all your your bass your basses and making the bass line. So after that, it's okay. I want to do more of a party environment. So I'm going to do some synth work. I'm going to do the effects. And then the last thing that I run into a wall all the time, that I tell my girlfriend and she always says to change it up, but I always run into with the vocals because there's so many things that you can say and do just to find that right one. You record your voice, you hate it or something like that. <laughs> it's it because the, the, the vocals is going to be, I'm going to tell you what to do in this song. Yeah. I'm going to tell you to either be, feel like you're in some sort of nineties rap hip hop video. I'm going to tell you either, in a, a music festival, you're going to jump up in a little bit. I'm going to tell you to do something. But that really sets the tone of your song okay. is the vocals. And it's so important to me what I use for vocals. And that's why I sometimes get into such writer's block where I have 13 songs that are ready to go, but I can't figure out what, them, what I want them to say. Oh, That's the hardest part. So that's some, some of the blocks I get. But when it comes into getting in the groove after that hour or hour and a half you're you're sitting there like you can get lost and you're like i can just listen to this drum beat listen to this baseline all day i could just sit here all night and be fine with it and some people do sometimes i do that but um then you, you have to finish the song you have, yeah. to, you have to always finish the product if you like it so much you have to put in the work to finish it yeah yeah so with um with hood politics how did, how did that i mean how did that start i know you was telling me you got um the other ones that's that's part of hood politics which i, I actually love that i, I want one of those 
Um, but how, how did that, how did that start? So you were, you know, getting everything going, really started getting obsessed with it. Where did it get to, to where, Hey, I'm, I'm going to form this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to form hood politics. Yeah. Where did that, where did that start? So nutty, one of my best friends I've known for my whole life. We have a friend named Steven Glaive mm-hmm. who is hood. He is Mr. Hood politics. He is the, the tip and we're, we're, we're surrounding him. <laughs> he went to long beach state. And then when he was up there, he had a bunch of friends and they started a clothing company, which mm-hmm. he ended up really, he also spearheaded that called hood politics. Okay. So when you're in such a fun, cool college environment, you make shirts, you hand them out, you're going to parties. Everyone just starts saying hood politics and seeing hood politics. Yeah. It's just a clothing company. It's these group of guys. They have, they throw these great parties. They're this, they're that. So Stevie graduates and comes back to Encinitas. Yeah. So hood politics is kind of just sitting there. It's got this big following and post on Instagram sometimes, but it's, it's just that they're yeah. not putting out more, more clothes. So me and Joey and Stevie all meet up. Mm-hmm. We're all, we're, we became, we became friends just from producing music, going to shows, just being out all the time and just seeing the familiar faces and just becoming friends outside of that and, and becoming best friends. And he said, or back up even more, Joey had a chance to start a SoundCloud page, a record label, which would be just a SoundCloud page in the beginning. Yeah. We're going to start putting music out as this collective. Yeah. And we were trying to, he was trying to figure out a name. And Steven said, let's just make hood politics records. Let's just start doing that. We already have such a, a big following. He's so passionate about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's so passionate about it. He puts so much work into it. It's like, let's make this, let's actually do it. Yeah. And at the time we were all producing, all producing kind of the same style of house music, not your typical, just kind of melodical house music, but more in your face, more party style, more things you hear at festivals. Yeah. And one of the things that we were kind of running into was we are sending these songs that we know are really good. And by when I say that, I think they're really good. I've seen <laughs> them. I play them at shows. People love them. I, people, you know, people tell you they're great. Yeah. And, 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 but in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I know I'm a good producer. I know I'm on the right path. I know I'm going somewhere with this. So we are sending out songs to record labels to get signed as well. Just like hood politics, there's record labels that we want to be on. Yeah. You know, you, Hey, this is good, but it's not for us. Hey, needs work. Not, we don't want it. Hear that hundreds of times, yeah. probably thousands at this point. So we're like, let's make hood politics and we're going to make it our sound. This in your face, this fun, energetic house music. That's going to be hood politics and yeah. it's going to be us. And we're just going to start with just love and passionate about having a great time and making good house music. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all we want to do. So when we're going to parties and we're throwing them, we're going in the audience and dancing in the front row with people. We're, we're talking, <laughs> we're super friendly to everybody there yeah. because we want you to say, know that you had a great time with the politics and you have great music. Yeah. So not only are they great guys, they throw great parties. They make everyone really happy, but they also have amazing music they're putting out. Mm-hmm. So all the music that I've ever, not all, but majority of the music I put out on hood politics has been denied by other labels. And it gets into, you know, big playlists on, on beat for it has a bunch of SoundCloud plays. And I can't get mad at that really because someone else running a label that wants their own vision. Yeah. And that's not for them. So that's, that's okay. But it took a while to get there in the yeah. beginning. I'm just angry. I'm like, why, why am I doing so? I'm, I know what's working. But I'm not getting any results back. Yeah. What's going on. So that's why we made it is to give an avenue to people who kind of have that same mindset of, 
I want to I want to push the limits on this song. I want to really really pump up the energy so that when it plays in a club, people turn their heads. Yeah. People look at the DJ and say, "Oh, this guy's playing this. I gotta I, I gotta get involved. I gotta see what's going on. This yeah. is oh, what's that? That's that's the type of music that we play. Is it makes it memorable. Yeah. That's what I think. So did, did uh, have you had a song? I mean, like say if you're, uh, you know, you, you're you're doing your, you know, doing your thing at a at an event or in the club. Um, had, what's been like some of the best? You know, like, have people come up to you and say, "Hey, I, you know, I, I love this. I love what you're doing." Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know if you get like usually get any comments or or you know anything after like after the party or after the after the event. Um, you know, I always I always feel like you know sometimes, especially as an artist, it's you know, it could be real hard to, um, you know, figure out ways to sort of validate yourself or validate your work. Yeah. Uh, not to say you're in, in a selfish way. I mean, everybody's just a little bit selfish in their own way. But, um, but it's just one else to to know that you're on that that right path and know that, like, I, this is my vision. This is something that I am fully committed in. And sometimes it could be it could be hard, like especially if you don't you don't get that feedback or validation from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I didn't know for you, like. Um, you know, has it been times to where like, you know, someone came up to you like, hey, this this music rocks and to, to make you know, to be like, OK, yeah, I am going the right path, even though it may take a little bit longer. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily, um, you know, where I would love to be at as far as uh, what the music label goes. But knowing that you're on that right path, um, I didn't know if you've had any kind of instances like that. But like, hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing or uh, anything like that. Well, I am such a compliment whore <laughs> i will take all the compliments and i if people come to me and say hey i love your song I, it makes me just party I, oh that's the best feeling yeah. it really is and it doesn't happen in the beginning i've been producing for nine years approaching 10 years yeah for the first four to five years it's just learning that's all i was doing was learning and putting out pretty bad songs yeah and being and trying to find my own sound so what really was validation was not only you play a, just a great set, talk to people after that was amazing, that was awesome, you, that was that was great, loving that, loving that. I cared about my peers and what DJs and producers that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day and they said that it doesn't matter about the SoundCloud plays or the Beatport sales. Yeah, it matters about the famous producers out there who have your song on their USB. They're playing it in the shows. That's what matters is to get your songs on their USBs. And that really struck a chord at me. I'm like, hmm. a play on us on the internet, it's a play on the internet, but getting your idol to play your song, yeah. that's, I could pass it. That's what I'm saying. Nobody can listen to it, but with one person listening to it who I look up to, I can just pass out happiness right now. And yeah. I think there was a couple times when I first started producing that it really happened. And before I became more than, or started more than friends and made that name change Mm -hmm. and then became a part of hood politics, I went by another name named Gold Clap. And I used to produce (laughs) Gold Clap. If you ever, ever want to really make yourself look like a douchebag, call yourself Gold Clap for about two and a half years of your life. And I, but it's a learning experience. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. How, how did you even come up with that name? Well, let's go through all the names really quick. I went through five names. First name was Michael Clementi, of course. Yeah. The next name was Menti. Menti. Doesn't that make you want to yeah. cringe? Menti. Then it was Clem. Just Clem, just Clem short. 
And these were all like short lived. These are all very short lived right here. <laughs> Sounds like a virus. Yeah. <laughs> I got the clem. Well, wait for the next one. It's called Gold Clap. <laughs> you got the Gold Clap. But I, I think I came up with that because I, I really liked tra- like EDM trap and dubstep music. It, that, yeah. And that's really in your face, like really, really intense music. So I wanted to be something that was intense, something like that. And I came up with that. But after that, I when I was producing trap and hip hop and dubstep, mm-hmm. there was a time where I started going to these house music events. And what really attracted me was the the music didn't make you intense it brought you closer together as a crowd and just dancing together side by side and the environment was just people like having fun loving each other there wasn't really rules it was just be there and yeah. and be there for for the ride and it was so fun and i started going i became addicted to that scene just keep going to that and have fun dancing all night i'm actually dancing versus more partying i'm, I'm yeah. just here for the music and i really like the music so when I started doing more than friends before mid name change, I didn't put out music for a year and a half, two years, something mm-hmm. like that. Cause I told myself said you should get really good at it. So don't put anything out. You can put out stuff, but it's not good enough to where you want to be mentally. Take time, learn as much as you can about music production, push yourself as hard as you can. Yeah. So that's when I was at Miracosta junior college, I was working two jobs and Every hour that I wasn't doing that, I was doing music. Yeah. That's all I would do in my room, just working on ways I can become better at music. So before, when I started putting out music as more than friends, I put out a song on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. just put a free download out. And I got a lot of response back. I got like something along the lines of like 5,000 plays in a week, which I never, the most plays I've had before on a song was 900 after I put out for seven or eight months yeah. and just didn't get anything because no one knew me. It didn't matter. I was making bad music yeah. anyway. So after that, I started using a free service called hyped it. Mm-hmm. Now hyped it. What they do is they are almost, they're a second website. So you press free download and you go to the second website and they have to follow you. They have to put a comment and they have to like your song and repost it mm-hmm. to download the song for free. Okay. So my next few songs I would put on that website called Hyped It, not knowing when you upload a song, they have a top 100 downloads chart. My third song I put on there became number two on that chart. <laughs> so I was like, what? And then someone from the team, the Hyped It team emailed me and said, like, you're doing a great job. And there wasn't a bot there. I was actually talking to someone. And I'm like, that is the first sign of knowing I'm on the right path. Yeah. I have something going. Either it's the pro, it's the sound quality and it's the what the, the song is. Yeah. It gets people going. It's, that's it. So that was the first validation. The second validation was getting my first EP signed to a record label. Wow. So even before we started Hip Politics, it was a few years before even Hip Politics came to existence, I was sending out to local, probably people just like Hip Politics, who just just local labels, trying to get trying to get with them and I got a song I got an EP signed and that to me was I'm famous I I, I made it I have I have I signed a contract I have music coming out in a label I that that I'm good I'm good not knowing it's just one of many things that you could have 9,000 labels and no one's ever heard of you so after that you you know put out music put out free download things are going great and then I got a, um, I made a song when my parents, I was still at my parents' house. My parents had left for a weekend. Mm-hmm. 
all I did was work on, work on music for two nights straight. Literally, I slept for probably six hours for th- for two days, just stayed up all night. I'm like, oh, it's eight o'clock. Okay, cool. I made a song, and I remember it was like a, a producer that I really liked. His name's Rafa FL. He's from Italy. Yeah. So I tagged him on an Instagram video saying, hey, what do you think of this, right? When leads up, does the, the something and then drops? He responded. He said, hey, this sounds really cool. Send me this song. <laughs> I'm like, what? He wants this song? I'm like, it's not finished yet. <laughs> give me give me a day. Give me a day. So I, I finished the song. Like cra- I sent him like a, a bunch of different versions. Like, hey, this is halfway done. This is 70%. What do you think? What do you think? Just talk to me. Just talk yeah. to me, please. So I sent him the song. I love this song. It's amazing. It's just like me. <laughs> just like me. And then weeks go by. I get attacked in a video on Facebook. And it's Roth FL, a very famous music producer worldwide, plays music festivals, does music for a living. If you do music for a living, you're famous to me. Okay? <laughs> He's playing it in a packed nightclub. Um, and he, he did the recap video with that song. I'm like, what? And then people were like, this is amazing. This is so cool. This is so cool. And then a, another um, person from a kind of a local party crew his name says, hey, can you send me this song? I was listening to Rafa FL's mix. I reached out to him mm-hmm. and asked him, whose song is this? Thinking it was him. He said, no, it's more than friends. He's like, that guy lives like two cities away from me. <laughs> I'm talking to someone. So it's things like that kind of keep you going. Yeah. But just like those little victories. Getting my first show, getting my first, playing my first festival, playing, getting flown out to play nightclubs. Mm-hmm. It's, that's all comes so much farther down the road, but it's those things that I look back on that, that happiness, it, it's through the roof. Yeah. I could have exploded with happiness just by those little things. And then, oh, you know, want to play this festival up in Cal Poly San Luis Obispo? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to do that. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. But it's those like little kid feelings of, I, I did it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. It's happening. And my dad said that, what you said, he said, you're on the right path. You just keep doing your, your, what you're doing is obviously working. So continue doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I the reason why I asked that, cause I said, I know I've had, you know, instances even through my creative, uh, journey where, you know, it was like, man, am I really, am I going the right path? And then something pops up and I'm like, okay, um, I'm on the right path. I just need to be patient. Yeah. Just keep doing the work. Um, and I, I, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, they, they see these people that's on social media or they see all these people that, you know, they may aspire to be like, and they don't realize all the, you know, sleepless nights, mm-hmm. all the wondering, all the, all the looking mm-hmm. in the mirror, I'm like, man, I am, I am just a joke. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, just uh, just all this, all the stuff that you know we we tell ourselves just as as creators, you know, feeling like, you know, are we even good enough? And then you may be on one high and be like, oh my, I'm I'm the greatest, the greatest ever, and and then you go back down into that into that valley. Um, a lot of people don't see that. They don't, and that's what I, I think with even with the show or it just me personally. That's what I love uh, when I'm bringing on people like you is mm-hmm. seeing the. Um, the process and the evolution. Yeah. Um, I'm not really concerned with the byproduct. I'm, I'm sure if I, I have no clue in my mind, you're probably going to be blowing up here within the next year or so. Um, what I am concerned with, what I love is like the process it took 
to for you to get to that point and with all the things that you you did from even from your start and then you know from um from now and and you know where you'll be at in the future um and knowing that you like you put in the work you know you had sleepless hours um there was you know i don't think people realize that and people and i think a lot of aspiring creators especially young creators they need to realize that you know you have to put in the work you know there's no overnight sensation whatsoever you know everybody's been putting in the work and sometimes you get you get lucky with a you know great opportunity and and even for the ones that that get lucky and they get that quick opportunity um sometimes they're not even ready for it um and sometimes it just things happen and it sort of blows up in their face and now you're starting over again and uh, i really admire the people that put in their their 10 15 20 years of work to get to their you know their authentic uh voice and vision um that's what that's what i love and that's what i, I like seeing uh and i you know i feel like even for you I, I really feel like you know you'll you'll be big like i said i want to get you here now before you blow up and then you don't you can't i can't schedule you again it so. doesn't matter you know, <laughs> even if i even if i don't blow up i will be making music for the rest of my life yeah yeah i will you can be see me 85 at a computer with headphones and doing the same thing i'm doing now yep everybody wants to be in front of that packed crowd. Everybody wants to headline a music festival. Yeah. Not many people know, like you said, the work that goes into it. I didn't realize it. And the thing is when I was doing it, I didn't think it was work. I was just doing it. (laughs) Yeah. You don't look back and say, oh man, I put in so much work that night my parents were on. I was just making music. I was like, I'm a fucking drug addict making music right now. <laughs> Go <laughs> no, to sleep. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay up all night and do this. Do this. When you're, the windows are closed, the headphones are in. It's times endless. Yeah. So w- when people want that, think it's a quick fix, they don't see any of the behind the scenes. They don't see the name changes. They don't see the sleepless nights. They don't see not going out. They don't see not partying. They don't see making a song and then going back and deleting it and restarting everything. Yep. And when people want that, I just look at them and say, it's, you're not there. It's inevitable to not take time to do this. Yeah. So when someone says, so if someone comes to me and says, I have this EP and then I said, okay, awesome. I'll listen to it. How long have you been making music? Three months. I know for a <laughs> fact, it's not going to be up to quality yeah. just because it takes so much time to get good at this. Yep. It's never going and anything in wrestling, same thing in sports, yeah. cooking, art, anything creative or where you are vulnerable in and has to be all on you. It's going to take years, maybe even a decade to, to, to actually get really, really good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, yeah, that's one of those where, uh, yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, and I train, I train a lot of the MMA fighters and, uh, you know, it's just one of those where uh, a lot of them expect that, you know, I'll show something in practice and then they feel like, you know, they should get it uh, like overnight. It's like, no, it was like, I've, I've been literally, I've been in martial arts. I've been wrestling for literally probably more than half my life mm-hmm. and I am still learning stuff. Um, so it's just one of those like where I was like, don't expect to try to learn all this and incorporate this in one day yeah. and absorb it and feel like, okay, you've got it. No, mm-hmm. first of all, you're not Neo from the matrix. <laughs> uh, not yet. Anyway, we, I was like, we're not capable of, uh, of download, which that might be for another episode, but um, you know, we can't just instantly access information and be like, mm-hmm. okay, we got it. You know, this is one of those, like it is a pro- learning process. This whole journey is a learning process. Mm-hmm. And, and I think once you figure that out, um, 
you know, once you get into something that you're passionate about, that you love, you know, it's not, you know, like you said, it's not, it's not work. You know, I, yeah. I may same, same like you, I, I plan on creating and, and doing whatever until I'm 80 or 90 years old. Like yeah. I said, I'm, I'm a, a huge fan of uh, Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he, you know, passed away recently, but, you know, he was uh, almost 100 yeah. and was still doing what he loved to do. Uh, that's that's what I want to do. I, I still want to be, you know, doing everything and, and, and learning new things, creating new things well into my, you know, 80s and 90s. Heck, I, I, <laughs> I'm just finding my stride now. You know, I just turned, you know, I'm 40 and now I, I just sort of found my stride. Mm-hmm. I know. You know how you know even from a design and creation standpoint um and i know i can still get better i think a lot of people feel like oh i get to a certain age and that's it it's like no you're you're never done not in not in, not in the the creative journey you're you're never done and so. I, I think that's what separates the people who see the pictures see the wins see the final product say i that's what motivates me is to do that but the journey is so much more important than actually getting there yeah because I don't think what well, I said earlier, how, when you feel your stride I said never, and that also applies to kind of goal setting and almost not really ultimate happiness, but yeah. really getting, you'll never ever get to your goal because no. <laughs> the first goal to get a song signed. Okay. Got that. The first goal to get the show played, they got that you show, you keep going, you celebrate for a day and you're like, okay, I'm on to that next thing. Yeah. And you'll, it, that'll happen all the time. There's things that I've done now that if I told myself when I was 18, but like, you did that. That's so cool. Oh my yeah, God. No. You must be doing, you must be amazing. <laughs> no, I'm not happy. I'm still looking for the next I, this, they, the festival. I need the record label. <laughs> I need this. I need that. I'm, and you could get consumed by it. it almost is hard or harder to do that, to sit still and be happy than create yeah. and continue. Yeah. Cause you'll see online, you'll see people get the shows. You see this and you compare yourself. I'm better than him. I'm better than that guy. What, why is he doing this? I'm doing that. Yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah. It's, it's all about you. You got to put blinders on and say, well, I'm doing this. I'm going to work on this song. I'm going to work on this move. I'm going to create this thing and I'm just going to get really good at that. And then go from there and get an outlet. Yeah. Because for my first few gigs, I don't even think I asked for money. I was just so happy to be booked and be play- and playing. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll play. Oh, of course I'll play. Never asked for money. <laughs> like, we're gonna pay you two hundred dollars. I'm like, oh cool. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought I'd yeah, just come and play. I just out of my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. So to, it's, it, it really is about the journey. It really is. That's it, what it all comes down to. Is you'll never find that one thing and say, I did it. All right, I'm done. You yeah. you always will keep going. It's and that's like I said, what separates people who see the the, the big festival, they see the sold out club and they want to do that. And then they never actually put the work in to do it. Yeah. They, they say, they get sad. Why do you, why do I do this? If you're mo- that, cause people who think that way, their motivation is to party probably to get with girls, get with yeah. guys. It's probably, it's probably more of a superficial goal yeah. versus I need to create music. Yeah. I need to do that. I need to take hours of my day and do that. Yeah. And the natural progression for me to do that is to play it out in shows. Yeah. That's it. That's what I'm saying. If I don't play shows, I'm just gonna keep making music. The shows will come because I'm focusing so hard on this. I'm gonna make this so good that you're going to actually need to see this live and in person. Yeah. So when people say, "Oh, I want, I want to headline on DJ," well, you're gonna have to put in a lot more work to do that. Yeah. And that, that's really all it comes down to is, is when you look at yourself and you say, "I want to do, I want to do this. I want to become a producer." Well, if you didn't get paid any money, would you do it? Yep. If you didn't get any dollar in return, would you continue to make music? 
that's what shows if you truly love it. Yeah. Because I would just keep making music because it makes me happy. Yeah. Because when I'm in my headphones, I'm jamming out, I play it in the car, I play it to my girlfriend, I play it to my friends. That's what makes me really happy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I would, me and my wife will we'll take walks down on the beach in the mornings, and we, you know, we've talked, you know, just with, with just different things, life, business, you know. And uh, and I told her I was like, yeah, if something ever happened where you know the the show blew up, and you know my you know I'm working on a you know book right now, and just er- everything that I've got going on, if if all those things blew up, I would still have my old 2002 Honda CRV riding around um, with boogie boards in it. I would still be working out, training, mm-hmm. helping helping athletes, helping them, still doing the podcast. Um, you know, it's just one of those where. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, when you get into certain, you, you get into a certain platform or you jump into a certain platform, um, and the, the opportunities and the, and the responsibilities and everything that comes with it. Um, you know, I, I just, a lot of times they don't realize that it, it just, uh, exposes, you know, and it just sort of, uh, magnify more of who they are. Mm-hmm. So if it's someone that, you know, like you were saying, you know, they're, you know, they want this big stage because they're, you know, looking for, you know, more superficial things. And, you know, and if it makes them feel good, that, that that's good. But um, it's very finite. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in the the act of of just creating and just, hey, this is something I'm cre- I'm just creating the most authentic thing that I could, you know, I could be for this moment. Um, I think if you come from that state, I think that you know, things come to you. Yeah. Um, they, and they come to you far quicker than people that are, uh, you know, happen to be chasing mm-hmm. after certain things or they see that, that limelight, they see, heck, they, they want to be on that stage. Um, and if, <laughs> you know, if you can't, you know, be patient enough to take those steps and you try to jump a step in any, anything, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I always equate creativity to, to life. Anyway, everything mixes. Anytime that I've tried to, jump four or five steps on a platform i've busted my head almost (laughs) so it's one of those where sometimes you just have to take that one step yeah just take that one step and be patient be be being gratitude for that yeah um you'll get your chance to be on that platform you try to jump four or five steps you're gonna fall flat on your face it takes me about two or three yeah (laughs) (laughs) everyone's gonna see it so um I, I think with with your story, you I mean, and the people that uh, hear, hear this here in the future um, is, is just being patient with where you're at right now. You yeah. know, um, if you're trying to get into music, you're trying to do, be a music producer, you're you're trying to do anything within that music industry, even in the creative industry. Um, it just takes you just taking that one step and saying, hey, look, OK, I want to do this. Well, let's just start out and and go from there. Get better. Um, fine tune your craft. Um, and then I really believe those opportunities that come, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I think now, you know, we're in a, um, and it could be, you have to find that balance because we're in a society where, um, we, we want things now. Yeah. Um, and it can be, it can be hard to sort of settle back and feel like, okay, you know what, my, my opportunity right now may not be coming to me as of yet. Uh, it might not be my season, but what I can do um, while those opportunities are, are, you know, haven't come to me yet, I can still work on my craft. I can yeah. still uh, fine tune um, my, my skill set and and getting everything in line. So when that opportunity comes, then you're you already expect it. You're already ready. What happens is people, you know, they don't do anything. And then 
opportunity comes and they're like, Oh, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, so I, I think just being, just being patient, mm-hmm. um, with, with, you know, with one's journey, um, yeah. I think is, is, is critical. Um, so what right now, what, what things are, uh, inspiring you right now? Inspiring is especially all the people who were signed to hood politics. Yeah. I, one thing I think that really separates us is that a lot of labels are created by other producers after they reach a certain threshold, they mm-hmm. become famous. They're touring, they're playing festivals, they're playing a bunch of shows. So then they're like, okay, I'm doing this. Now I want to create a label when people already know you. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of the more famous people on, on that label. So it's just kind of a rotation of things that you see all the time, you know, the top 40 DJs and producers. So we were not famous. We were just people from here yeah. and it took four years to get where we are now, where we have a following on these outlets. People know us around the world because of the, and just being on the internet, mm-hmm. people know us. So when we sign songs, I'll sign a song from someone who has less than a thousand followers on SoundCloud and it's amazing. Yeah. It's because it has the same energy as us. Yeah. And what really makes me happy is when people say I made this for hood politics and it says hood politics <laughs> demos. I'm like that is so cool because you know what we're looking for and it sounds exactly what I want to, like I want to hear. So that's what inspires me is just the underground, not the people I see all the time because the people who are really big now, when I was producing music and started, I wanted to be like them. They change their sounds. It's not as really in your face or like, or festival typey or whatever you want to put high energy. It's maybe more of a a groove, maybe more drum, maybe just let more mellow Mm -hmm. versus I'm still over here. I was, I thought we were all doing this guys (laughs) and y'all changed. So it's, it's just hearing these songs come in. It it makes me go back. I need to go do them, do something. I need to go fix this up. So it's, it's that it's the people who are making things happen, seeing shows come back, seeing things reopen is really inspiring. Seeing that that's what motivates me. Wow. That's cool. Um, so we'll, we'll go into creative tips. You know, what is a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience? Keep going. When you get into whatever you're doing, I use music as my example because that's, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going. When yeah. you, if you think that you're going to reach some certain point and that's it, you made it, you have to keep going and you have to love it. Music made me a better person. Music changed my outlook on life. And the fact I appreciated everybody around me more and it took down the barriers of any mindset of competition I had with other people and just more appreciation and collectiveness. Yeah. When you make music, you have to go through a process of starting from nothing, a blank canvas and creating a song. You have to make everything. When I talk to people and anything they do, it's a process. I understand their process now. I understand going through writer's block. I understand getting in the groove. I understand scrapping everything and starting from nothing. I get that because I've done that so many times, time, time again. So if I were to give someone advice, it's to keep going and whatever you're doing, put yourself in that scene. Mm-hmm. I would go to the same club. It's called shelter in Encinitas. Yeah. I would go there every Thursday night for two and a half to three years just to be there, to dance, to at one point start just talking to the owners, talking to local DJs, not asking for anything, just being there. So they saw my face and because I loved being there and I, I, a lot of my friends would go, but even some nights I'd go by myself. Yeah. Just go by myself to hang out. Just go, just look, be there, talk to the, uh, when I'm going by myself, I'm going to talk to the, the resident DJs, talk to those guys. So put yourself in there, 
make yourself known mm-hmm. and then make it known that you love doing this and you love being a part of it. The more people you tell, the more you'll get support back and always show love and show appreciation. Those people who are doing this, who are getting other gigs and you also in the scene, aren't your competition. Those are your friends. You should make them your best friends. I did. And we created something <laughs> beautiful and we're all, we're, we're successful in my mind. I think we're doing a great job. Yeah. So put yourself in the environment that you want to be in and tell everyone, you know, around you that I like doing this. I'm going to keep doing this so that th- this is who I want to be now. Yeah. When I started producing music, I became the music guy. <laughs> People saw me walking around. I was bobbing my head. I'm my computer's open and work on music and I wanted, that's who I am. Yeah. When you break down everything, I'm not in the office job. I'm not at home. I'm not outside playing basketball. I'm the music guy. I love making music and that's the core to me. The core is making music and making people happy with that. Yeah. So get as much as you can involved in whatever you want to be. And that, that'll make you, that'll make a lot better. It'll make it a better journey because you should make yourself friends with those people because they will support you the most. Mm-hmm. The new friends you make. Hey, I've, some of the best friends I've made I've known since four years ago because of politics stuff or just playing shows. So yeah, be as close as you can to that. That's great tip. Mm-hmm. Um, what, um, well, what, what projects do you got brewing? I, I know you've got some things coming up. Um, what, um, can you tell the, tell the audience about what you got, um, coming up? Of course. Of course. I have a, a couple shows coming out this summer. Can't release the dates yet cause they're exclusive, <laughs> but they're coming up. So, um, and then hood politics is going to do a 4th of July boat party. I unfortunately won't be there. I'm meeting my baby nephew. Sister's having a baby, so I'll be up up there meeting the baby. Um, but check out hoodpoliticsrecords at gmail.com and just click the link in the bio. Get your spots. July 4th. It's gonna be very fun in San Diego. And then um, you can follow me on More Than Friends Music on Instagram. I answer all my DMs. I don't have that many, so you can really reach out and ask me about anything. Yeah. And then I have my next um uh, next few songs coming out on Wildcard Records, a remix for Dennis Butler. That's next week on um, next Wednesday. And then my Hood Politics EP, Rax EP, July 30th. It's going to be amazing. Most entertaining EP we ever had from me. Um, well, how, you know what? How do, how do people get that Hood Politics um uh... Just go to hoodpoliticsrecords.com and see that sold out. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. This one's actually exclusive. There's only three made for me, Joey, and Stevie, but we're making a lot more. A lot more stuff coming out uh, later this season. So wow. I'll keep everyone posted, but I keep on the hush-hush right now. Nice, nice. Um, and then last of all, before we sign off, um, words of wisdom. You know, if, uh, heck, even if you had to tell your younger self something, um, or you can tell the audience, what are some words of wisdom that, you know, maybe uh, someone needs to hear right now? Mm-hmm. Lead with love. Always lead with love. When you get mad at something, it's important at the time, but it's not that important looking back on it. So just make sure you, you forgive that person. You, you try to get over it and just lead with love. Grudges and all that stuff is never fun to hold on to. So just try to be as happy as you can. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, um, and like I said, um, how can uh, people reach out to you? Uh, check out your music. Check out the merch. I know you've said it before, but... Say it one more time. Yeah, more than friends. Uh, anywhere you find music, so Spotify, Beatport, SoundCloud, Hood Politics Records. Anywhere you find music, Spotify, Beatport, SoundCloud. I'm mostly on Instagram at More Than Friends Music. Also on Facebook as well. Um, yes, yeah, reach out to me. Talk to me. I love talking back, as you can see. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, it's gonna be my new. I might have to add you to my to my soundtrack when I'm working out in the morning. It's gonna. You better <laughs> <laughs> have that whole gym in there rocking in the morning. <laughs> But um, hey, this has been a, a, another awesome episode. This episode will release out in a few weeks. 
Um, so I'll be sure to, um, you know, tag, tag you and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, for everyone that, that listens to this, please check it out. Uh, please support your, uh, local musicians. Um, he's got some, uh, some great things going. And, um, like I said, check them out when the, especially when the, the new album and, the, all the other things, uh, come up. And I said, you got the, you said the, the, the boat party. Boat on. party, 4th of July. Okay. Get your tickets. Hood Politics on Instagram and the link in the bio, it will sell out. I might have to get my tickets for that. Get your too. tickets. Um, no guest list. We spent a lot of money on it, so we need to make it back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once again, this has been a, another another great episode with, with me, with Michael. And um, hey, check them out. Please, uh, su- like I said, I'm going to say it again, please support your local creators, support your local artists. Uh, your musicians. Uh, I'm gonna give an, uh, another quick shout out to a lot uh, to my partners. We've got uh, Panels Comics and Coffee Bar uh, here. Like I said, my my second uh, layer. Um, so uh, I originally started the the, the podcast there at Panels. Uh, they've always been a great partner of mine. Um, so check them out at Panels Coffee. We got Elevate Coffee Trading that's based in the Dallas area, um, extracting hope. Um, through their mission and like i said please check them out on elevate coffee trading um and then we've got astropad uh turns your ipad pro into a, another professional graphics tablet so from all my designers digital creators like me please check it out download the app you'll be surprised and uh then lastly hey we got cobopod um here in oceanside california uh they've been a great partner of mine i've always i always give out shout outs to them all the time um uh, artist shout out. Uh, I'm gonna give a quick artist shout out. You know what? To my boy, uh, Sodi. Uh, thank you for the connect. Um, like I said, I really believe. You know, you build relationships. I'm I'm a big fan of building relationships. Um, if you come on this podcast, you have a friend for life. I am loyal till the wheels fall off. So uh, you got a friend for life. Um, so I want to give a quick shout out to, to Sodi Swingin' Johnsons. They're out performing everywhere around here. Uh, another quick shout out to uh, the sound coach here, Dave. Uh, if you see the artwork in the in the video, um, you know once this produces, he does all the artwork um, here. Beautiful artwork. Um, so I'll I'll put his um, information in the show notes. So please, like I said, support your local artist. Um, Peyton isn't here. He's usually the um, does the he checks the video and gets everything set up. Um, does some great photography. Uh, I'll put his information in the show notes. And then um, some other artists that will actually be at a uh, artist event um, tomorrow um, at Ikigai Artifacts here in um, Oceanside, California. Uh, you've got Karina uh, with Sea um, Dream. That's her uh, agri- uh, Instagram handle. Uh, does a lot of watercolor illustrations. Then you have um, my boy uh, John Howler that um, has his own uh, merch digital illustrations. And uh, he actually has a, um, a, a interesting story. I hope to bring him on. Um, so he, like I said, he's got a, a, a kid that's in the hospital right now, and and you know, so I always want to throw out support. I'll, I'll, right now, I'll, the, all the merch that he's actually selling right now goes to helping um, his son that's that's in the hospital, his little kid that's in the hospital. So um, if if you you know, underneath this uh, sweatshirt I've got, you know, which is by my brand, Just Heart Apparel, uh, I actually have a Howler uh, Howler Pack shirt. But uh, he'll be there. He'll be there t- tomorrow. So please support him. And um, then I've uh, got my, my good buddy, Jesse Owens. Uh, so he is a very eclectic character uh, here in Oceanside and uh, does some, some great artwork. 
And uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to him. Uh, he's doing his thing. I always got to give, that is my artist shout out. Uh, I'm, I, like I said, I'm real big about trying to um, help support the, the creative community. And um, like I said, I, I think it's one of those where when you elevate others, like I said, it, it helps everyone. So it's just one of those where uh, it's very easy to be in uh, competition mode. Uh, but when you switch your mindset to feeling like, hey, you know, I already, I already have everything I need. Um, let me, how can I help support you? And that's that's something that I'm really, uh, really been big on, especially with the with the show and everything else. Yep. So, um, but other than that, hey, this has been a, another great episode. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give one more shout out to my boy Logan. Um, this this is the 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 man behind this whole Cobalt Um you know, this show, you know, everybody, I get all the, you know, accolades, you know, people love the production. It's because this man had the vision to actually create this and, and turn this into a podcast um, studio. So without him, none of this could be uh, could be done right now. So I always want to give a shout out to him, too, as well. Uh, but other than that, hey, this has been another awesome episode. This will be available on uh, YouTube, on SoundCloud, Spotify on the the video be on the facebook uh, our facebook page as always be creative stay inspired <laughs>